X's podcast. My name is Shelby. I'm Vincent. And um, how are you feeling today, Vincent, about our topics? Um, they're pretty, they're pretty fun. They're a couple, of, <laughs> couple of pranksters and possible cannibals. It's cool. Um, we had. I had asked for some suggestions on what we should do next, and one of our listeners and friends suggested a Christmas Sasquatch. <laughs> um, a Christmas Sass. Yeah, quatch. Sass Quatch. Um, I, I don't oh, have a Christmas Sasquatch for you. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I do have something Christmassy. So I'm pretty Sasquatchy. I guess. To be fair, in a way, you. Know. You? You look at the pictures? Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty gross. <laughs> so, she's a very gross lady. Who we have for you today? Well, it's actually quite a few folks. We have... Oh, it's a whole, like, uh, family. Whole family, yeah. yeah. Um, just, just a good little family tale for the <laughs> holidays. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, uh, just like, compass. Yeah. <laughs> so, today we have Grilla. Gorilla? Gorilla? Gorilla. It's, it's Icelandic, so I'm sure I'm saying it wrong no matter how I say it. Yeah, I was going to look up some pronunciations. Um, but I had Too to, late. Well, I was doing all the research on my phone, so. Oh, yeah. Very professional. Um, It's spelled G-R, and then the Y has a fun thing over it, L-A. Mm. Uh, so we're going to go with Gorilla. Gorilla. Um, she is a giantess who lives in the mountains of Iceland. She's... Considered to be half ogre, half troll, and have hooves and horns and Ooh. 15 tails. That's fun. I didn't know that. And most importantly, she's got a large wart on her nose. Mm-hmm. So. It's very, she had, like, she's depicted with like a classic witch nose. It's like very pointy and long yeah. and gross. She's very classic, like old hag. Mm-hmm. Just disgusting. Um, uh, and so technically she started out, um, she dates back before uh, this, but she wasn't really a Christmas until the 17th century. Mm-hmm. By that time, she would become uh, the mother of the Yule lads as well. Couple little sassy boys. Yeah, they're we'll going to be our a bit when other topic. Get through her family. So, her name um, probably comes from the word for threatening. Um, for mm-hmm. threat or bugbear. Yeah, I liked bugbear. I don't. What is bugbear? Like, what does that you know, mean? No, when you get the get you get that bugbear. Get the bugbears. <laughs> sounds like a good thing. It's like a real bugaboo. Um, kind of. I don't know. She. Her most important ability is that she can detect children that are misbehaving mm-hmm. year round with all, her apparently I, really good hearing. I love how it's all year long. She's listening. <laughs> she She's knows. like, oh, that kid. Oh, She's man. She's just waiting I'm gonna, I'm for that get one him. day. When I get there. And she has this in, insatiable appetite mm-hmm. for children. Um, her favorite being a stew made of naughty children. It yes. does. It it did seem though at first it just says like insatiable appetite for children to the point where you're like, oh, so she'd also just eat like a good kid like on a bad day where she didn't find any naughty ones or something. Yeah. Even so, though she can sense them for forever. During Christmas time, she comes out of the mountains and searches the towns for her dinner, mm-hmm. which would be children. Yeah, they're her favorite snack. Sometimes it feels like she'll either just eat them on the spot or she'll take them home. And according to legend, there's never a shortage of food for her because there's just yeah. so many naughty children just out so there. There's so many crappy little kids running around not doing anything good for the world, you know, just being brats and complaining and being like, I want I want a new uh, Transformer. 
And then she's like, I'm going to eat that kid. <laughs> that kid sounds real good. Um, a bit about her married life. Uh, she's yeah. been married three times. She's been married. It's just a crazy thing. So everyone just like remember, like if you feel lonely, if, if you ever think like, oh, there's no one out there for me. Giantess woman, fifteen tails, yeah. married three times. If a gorilla can get married three times, you can get married mm-hmm. once. Trust me. Um, her third husband is the most important, though. I don't think can they you read his name. <laughs> there's so many characters in these names since they're all like old and Icelandic. Yeah. Like it's so hard to. They all have dashes and lines and yeah, things over and, them. And, 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 no and all kinds of things. So uh, you might want to look up the things yourself a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe get a translation because the names are nuts looking for us. We didn't she, have a ton of time to look that part up. She lives with her husband in the Dimmuborger lava I put lava field cave I don't know <laughs> it, it's I think on, it's, it's a, a cave, cave near in the lava, lava field it's in the lava field okay apparently <laughs> so it's 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 like part of it and like how badass that you live in a lava field. Yeah. Just this, I imagine the, like, classic, like, there's the molten rock that's, like, kind of hearted with the, like, glowing lines all through it. And then there's, like, the flowing lava rivers nearby. That wow. It's probably a very nice neighborhood. You think? Like, you probably don't have very many neighbors, so it's real that's quiet up there. There might be a couple, because apparently she got married. So, I mean, how That's true. How else is she meeting there everyone? There might be a dating. I'm thinking that, like, there's a, there's a, a Sasquatch tinder app or something like a giants yeah. giants only <laughs> to be fair i don't know because i don't know what the other guy there wasn't any information on him uh when i was looking i didn't see any yeah so i don't know if he is a giant it could be like like lamash doing pazuzu where he's a giant lion who can fly and she's a gross wolf woman with a normal human body and like 12 tits or yeah, something maybe lapuli <laughs> is like a totally normal guy yeah he might just be some could you imagine he's just a normal guy with like a day job <laughs> and he, he has to wear like a suit and he's like bye honey <laughs> and then he like goes to work and like everyone's complaining about their wives and, and he's like oh he's like you know, my wife's a real troll mine's a real monster <laughs> and they're like very Ooh, funny and he's like no really and, my wife's gonna eat your kids <laughs> and and then like they're like hey chuck uh where around the water cooler is um married to a, a giant <laughs> He like he gets home for dinner and he's like, "Oh, kids do again." Uh, Poor little boy. I had eyeballs last night. <laughs> they also have a cute pet. Do you want yeah. to tell us about their pet? They got a they got what's known as the Yule cat. The Christmas cat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another Icelandic monster. It's said to eat people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. Um, so that's why is, your mom always gets you socks for Christmas. I guess. I mean, the real reasoning um, was to incentivize farmers to harvest autumn wool before Christmas. Because apparently these uneducated adults were just like, yeah, the old cat, he's going to get me. So those who worked hard would be rewarded with new clothes, but those who didn't would be either attacked and eaten by the Yule cat, just like destroyed, demolished, nothing, no, no remains, really. Or perhaps the Yule cat would just like eat their dinner for like all of Christmas, and then they would like starve slowly-ish. Um, to be fair, the uh, 
the cannibalistic side of the Yule Cat um, was by a, a poet named Johannes Urkotlum. He's very important. He's, he's basically the Lichtman between all this, uh, except that he's just a poet. He's created the um, canon for like all of this. In, yeah, his, well, in his poems. The, the latest canon, because there used to be a, like a widespread diversity um, in a little bit when we talk more about the Yule Lads, there were just varying numbers yeah, of them. different names and stuff. Bit, like, there's there's always the difference between whether or not Grillo or the cat ate people or just like scared them or, or you know, left coal or rotten potatoes in yeah. the kids' stockings. Pota- rotten potatoes seems to be like a common... Um, you don't want that for Christmas, well, yeah, like I an mean, alternative to coal. Yeah. It happens a lot in stories. Oh, but also a fun thing about the Yule Cat, um, which we need to check out. There was apparently a short cartoon created by Justin East with music by Danny Elfman. Ooh. Yeah. How new was this? I have no idea. It like last 20 years? There's no like link Even to that. Reason. There's only a link to Danny Elfman. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even Justin East doesn't have a link, poor guy. Um, there's not too much more about Gorilla herself, um, just kind of stuff that has to do with her sons and all of them together, so it's probably best that we get into the Yule ads. Yeah, well, and, and beyond that, a lot of it has to do with the story, um, by Johannes or, um, Johannes or Kotlum, whatever, um, he wrote a, a poem called Christmas is Coming, which is what linked all of these together and gave the newest canon to the... The 20th century? I don't remember when he existed. Um, 1932, he wrote the poem. 1932, yeah. Um, it's really popular in Iceland. I guess they say it in, like, a lot of schools and, and um You can, you can still, like, buy the books in, like, the Amazon Kindle version of this. I was trying to just find it. I figured it would be public domain, but, like, you, you gotta pay for it if you're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we can just go through the boys one by one. I'll read their little poem, and um, we can talk about them. Uh, real fast, they're the Yule Lads, also known as the Yule Tide Lads, and the Yulemen. Yulemen? The Yulemen. I like that one better. I think I love the Yule Lads the most. Um, I think I called them Jolly Boys um, in my uh, notes. Jolly Boys? Jolly Boyos. That's a good too. Okay, so the first one's name is Steck Justour. Mm-hmm. Did they do good? Mm, sure. <laughs> so their names are very much all over the board. There's some that I don't think you'll be able to read at all. Uh, it translates to Sheep Coat Quad, which is, that made it better and yeah. more able to understand. I know, I get that one the most. All of their names are, like, depictions of their actions and like their yeah, none of them are named like john or no. barry or and they all started as really naughty boys that are mm. like going into town and doing things they're not supposed to do and it changed later but all of their names are and, based off of their naughty actions and and again it started with varying numbers of them and in some towns they would eat the children who were naughty and in other towns they would leave again the rotting potatoes in their boots that were left on window seals uh these yule lads actually um they come like the 13 days before christmas there's mm-hmm. a, there's 13 of them and like one will come each like passing day to leave something yeah, for the so, children yeah so like sheep coat quad shows up on december 12th and he leaves december 25th so each of them stays oh, for a certain amount that. of days Ooh. well it's like each of them stays for 13 days i guess 
Because he's the 12th to the 25th. Next one's like 13 to 26. So it'll become the 26 days um, leading up to and after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that season. Yeah. So Sheep Coat Claude's poem is... The first of them was Sheepcoat Claude. He came stiff as wood to prey upon the farmer's sheep as far as he could. He wished to suck the ewes, but it was no accident. He couldn't. He had stiff knees. Not too convenient. It kind yeah. of stopped rhyming like halfway through, but I think well, it's just the translation. I don't think it ever really has a rhyme. It's just you can tell that it's a poem because it has like the... It's, it's written out like that, but you look at it and you're like, none of these rhyme even kind of in some of them. It's just the best they could do to translate while trying to keep in a jolly spirit, I guess. So his I'm sure deal from the poem is that he goes into town and harasses sheep, but mm-hmm. um, he's got stiff peg legs for some reason. Yeah. Was he, and that it makes it difficult for him. I'm thinking of a different one. Yeah, he's, he's a funny one. There's also, you can go and you can look up the uh, depictions of them. They're I mean, very funny. There's tons of drawings of them. Oh, like definitely take a look guys. at them. There was even like um, an eggnog or like a milk that they put them on the yeah. jug of. Yeah. They're very cute. Also kind of gross. <laughs> so the next one is Gil Jaguar, uh, which translates to Gully Gawk. And he shows up on the 13th of December and leaves on the 26th. Um, his poem. The second was Gulligok, gray his head and mane. He snuck into the cow barn from his craggly ravine. <laughs> Maybe it's mine, head, head and mine. Ravine? Ravine? Mane? Mine? <laughs> what do they, how do they want me to say that? It's spelled M-I-E-N. Mine. Mine. I, I remember looking at this and thinking mane. Right, because like hair, head and mane. So I was thinking like his beard. Yeah, but I'm not... Well, he snuck into the cow, cow barn from that's his not, craggy not ravine. It, it is, it, it, it is like mine. Main it's, it's weird. Ravine. Hyena. <laughs> Hiding in the stalls, he would steal the milk, while the milkmaid gave the cowherd a meaningful smile. What? <laughs> that, yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that must just be like in passing that the happy milkmaid is is tending to the cows. <laughs> meaningful smile. Mm. You know, um, what is it? Uh, one in four uh, farmers are said to have experienced something sexual with an animal. One in four? I think it's one in four. It might be That's more. That's too many. It might be more. It might be a statistic that you look up, but it's definitely like I remember. This is a long time ago, mind you. This is like high school, so I remember hearing the statistic and just being like, "Oh, that's." And these are like people who have lived on a farm their whole life, I believe. Not just like, oh, I've been here for a couple of years. No, like your whole that's life. That's too many. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, that's why there's farmers only. Where everyone's cool with it. <laughs> At least one in four. Hmm. That's what their slogan is. Do you think that like somebody puts on their profile on there, like, I'm the one in the four? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just find each other. I don't know. No, if they do that. Uh, so that guy, Gulligok, he hides in goalies and he waits to he sneak into the cow shed and steal the milk. That's mm-hmm. his deal. Um, this next one's kind of He looks of like sad. the kind of guy who suckles without the nipple. Ew. He does. This next guy, I don't like his name. I think it's mean. His name is Stufer. Oh, he's my favorite. He's one of my favorites. It translates to Stubby. Stubby. Because he's a little tiny guy. He's normally short. Stubby was the third, called a stunted little man, who watched for every chance to whisk off a pan 
and scurrying away with it, he scraped off the bits that stuck to the bottom and brims, his favorites. So that one rhymed the that whole way. Good. Yeah. I'm sure they were trying, but it's very I'm hard. I'm sure the translations are rough. Uh, yeah, definitely. It doesn't it doesn't leave you with many options. You just have to get the general idea out there. Yeah, his favorite thing is his little pan thieg, the crust off him. Yeah, so a lot of these guys... They all very have not like mischievous things. <laughs> They're weird mischievous things, and they like all have to do with food. Mm-hmm. And that's probably because their mom only feeds them like once a year when she's making child stew, right? But she's thinking about making that child stew <laughs> all year, so when she makes it, it's delicious. And you'd think they wouldn't need to be stealing at this point. Like, maybe they're just like, oh, man, I'm so hungry. I can't wait any longer. I got to get out there. <laughs> so uh, Him and, and um, the, there's one that's very similar on my favorites. I have my four favorites right now. There's one that's just, like, my favorite insult. Well, a couple of them. They're my new favorite insult. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stubby, as you can tell by his name, is abnormally short, and he steals pans to eat the crust that's left on them. He's from the 14th of December to the 27th of December. Real fun boy. Next up. He's having a good time. This guy is one of my favorite insults. I don't know how to say the first letter in his name, so I'm going to skip it. <laughs> it's like a P with a really long stem that goes it's, above it's it. also not a P. It's between a P and a D. Yeah. But you're, you're risky. Like you're... <laughs> <laughs> you're <a> yeah. <laughs> It almost sounded like something. <laughs> so, as you can probably tell it. from his name, it's Spoon Licker. Yeah. Yeah. The end is like Laker. And it's like not specifically just a spoon. It's like some strange, very long wooden spoon. Yeah. So which they have a strange name for as well. Yeah. There was a, it was, it's a certain type of spoon, which is that first part of his name. The yeah. <laughs> I'm going to love editing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fourth was Spoon Licker, like Spindle. He was thin. He filled himself in clover when the cook wasn't in. Then stepping up, he grappled the stirring spoon with glee, holding it with both hands, for it was slippery. I haven't read these before, so some of the words he I'm didn't. like, what? <laughs> yeah, I read like half of them. And I figured we'd do them, so I didn't want to read all of them. I just found my favorite boys in that. <laughs> so he steals that special type of wooden spoon that has, like, an especially long handle um, because he wants to lick it. Mm-hmm. And also he's just, like, exceptionally thin, apparently, because of his malnutrition. So. I think he's one of the taller boys, too. You think so? It's yeah. a little lean boy? I think he's, uh, yeah, he's a tall and thin boy. He's got to reach up on the counter to get the spoon. Oh, that's true. I'm sure there's, you just see a hand waggling around, trying to feel around for the wood, and he scraps it and runs. And he's from the 15th of December to the 28th of December. And he's one of my favorite insults. He's spoon licker. I think it's good. I don't think anyone would be insulted by that. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, Have you ever seen a spoon with something delicious on it? You look it. Yeah, you always like the cookie dough and the brownie spoon. Apparently that's what you do. Do you not? I mean, I kind of just don't want to get salmonella. Uh, next one is Potteskeffle, who's the pot scraper. He's one of my favorites, too. Yeah? Yeah. The depiction of him is this little gnome guy inside of a pot licking it up. 
Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking very strange. He's inside, inside of the pod, eating out of it. Uh, pod scraper, the fifth one, was a funny sort of chap. When kids were given scrapings, he'd come to the door and tap, and they would rush to see if they, there really was a guest. Then he hurried to the pop and had a scraping fest. Mm-hmm. Ew. Scraping fest. He always tells us about that. Oh, yeah, boys, I'm going out on a scraping fest tonight. <laughs> and they're like, take me, Chip, those little kids, you're too, you're too slow, pegs. And you get out of here, too, Stubby. <laughs> Gotta scrape me some boils. Screw the pots. They're all crazy, I'm certain. Yeah, well, with a mom like Gorilla. Yeah, with a mom like a Gorilla. <laughs> So his is pretty straightforward. He steals leftovers from the pods, and he's from the 16th I mean, to the 29th. I'm pretty sure he's the same as as um. He's old. just like the spoon licker, and yeah, and our yeah, next I, guy. I feel like more that he's scraping off this as well. This next one's weird. Um, <laughs> this next one is Pascalesker, and he's the bowl licker, mm-hmm. and he specifically hides under beds, waiting for someone to put down their. Askur, which is a type of bowl with a lid that's used instead of dishes, which he then steals. Maybe so it's like, like a midnight snack thing. Right? It's like a specific bowl of food that you would keep only by your bed. Yeah. Um, his poem. <laughs> bowl liquor, the sixth one, was shockingly ill-bred. From underneath the bedsteads, he stuck his ugly head. And when the bowls were left to be licked by dog or cat, he snatched them for himself. He was sure good at that. Ooh. I like that they point out that he's shockingly ill-bred, but, like, all of them are in the same house. Well, yeah, but, like, his genetics are bad. No. <laughs> he's it's, just it's, the worst of the bunch. Yeah, he's got, like, some problems. Um, I mean, he's not the most ill-bred, but you take a look at, um, uh, like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peggy, the peg leg guy. Yeah. Um, like, he just lost all his legs. The rest of his body's fine. And he just had a gross accident. Something about all of them is they said that, like, originally they were all just, like, torso-less Gross little like goblin men. How could they not have a torso? They and, were like, just they were just like heads with like little arms on them and feet like wall. <laughs> Wouldn't that, I in turn would that not make your head your torso? No, it's not your head. Well, yeah, but your head I don't now know how become... they were digesting all of their food, but in their it brain, said huh? like torsoless guys. I want to see pictures because I think that if your arms are attached to your head and you have feet at the bottom, then your head is now your torso. I think to be torso-less, you'd have to have, like, your shoulders be connected to your, like, hips, and so there's you're just, like, an X, and then there's, like, a neck up from there. I don't remember where I read it. I would have read the quote to you, but it just, like, very casually was like, oh, yeah, and they used to be torso-less little guys. Mm. <laughs> this is my son. He used to be torso-less. Yeah, now he just doesn't have legs. Yeah. Mm. He also used to have this habit of eating children, but now he just sort of tries to drink cow milk. Fun. Good, good boys. Good, good boys. So the next one is rude. Sounds like our neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> His, uh, oh, name- yeah. What are you about? <laughs> His name is Erdeskiller. Erdeskiller. <laughs> the D is really weird. I'm definitely not saying it right. And he's the door slammer. Yeah. 
His favorite thing to do is while you're napping or perhaps sleeping in the twilight, he likes to slam doors in your house and spook you. Yeah. Like, that's his whole deal. He doesn't take anything. He's just being a jerk. Mm-hmm. He loves it. It's his favorite okay. pastime. Uh, his poem goes, The seventh was Door Slammer, a sorry vulgar chap. When people in the twilight would take a little nap, he was happy as a lark with the havoc he would wreak, slamming doors and hearing the hinges on them squeak. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand that part, because if you slam them, then you really don't hear the squeak that much. Yes, that's true. Maybe they're just really bad doors. Maybe sometimes he just likes to like open and close them real fast, <laughs> so you get that like really that's terrible squeak. screeching. Yeah. yeah, I used to do that. Just like, never slam them. And I'd wait for my mom to finish getting ready in the morning, and I would stand there by the garage door waiting for her to come out, and I'd like... Push up against the door and it would just bounce on my back and go squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> you sound terrible. Were you trying to like pretend like there was a haunting going on in your house? I think I was just bored. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's pretty bad. I wouldn't mind somebody like licking my bowl clean or door slamming constantly. I mean, I don't know if I trust their personal hygiene enough for that. They probably don't even know what a toothbrush is. Or a toothpaste, for that matter. Ew. The next one... They think they probably think that you eat toothpaste. Ew. It, toothpaste is like food, right? For your teeth. This next one this looks like he's eating toothpaste. <laughs> I'm glad. He's the skirgamer. So he's the skier gobbler. And apparently skier is a type of, like, Icelandic yogurt. Oh, that's what it is. I, I just remember his name being, like... I don't know what that is, and that link is just gonna take so long to <laughs> click on. I no, got, I got Wikipedia now. You can just hover. Not with a phone, you can't. Oh no, I wasn't. I was writing down. Never mind, I could have. <laughs> um, so it just says he has a great affinity for skier. Let's see what his poem says. Little skier boy. Skier gobbler, the ace, was an awful, stupid bloke. He lambasted the skier tub till the lid on it broke. Then he stood there gobbling. His greed was well known. Until about to burst, he would bleed, howl, and groan. I don't like. I don't like um, the, the term bleeding. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about anything other than goats. Yeah. Because it's adorable when it's uh, not an annoying goat or it's like a little baby goat bleating. But when it's like a, a thing, like a person who can probably speak, mm-hmm. a little gremlin guy bleeding at you, it's probably terrifying or disgusting. He kind of seems like he's eating toothpaste. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I could see them all eating toothpaste just like recreationally. Yeah. I bet, I bet like one of them probably... Um, uh, one of the stupider ones. Maybe him actually uh, doesn't realize that you can eat the paste on the inside and he just sort of chews on the plastic and it's like, this is good. Plastic taste. He is an awfully stupid bloke. Awfully stupid bloke. Uh, this next one is one of my other favorite insults. So, this is like some, like, some, like, bee who stole your guy. This is what you'd call her. Okay, I know what <laughs> you know what Yeah, is? I know. I was thinking before you said that, but that nailed the coffin and. Um, the last nail in the coffin. Sure. This is this is one of the ones that you're like you're not going to even you're not going to even be able to try. Be your neck, you cracker. Mister Bigger Neck Cracker. Um. Uh, we uh seem. It seems like you left your lights on. <laughs> Somebody tries to say my last name on the speaker and they start and you're like, it's me, it's me. Long, 
So this one is the sausage swiper.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that one. He's one of my favorites. So I the, love what he. I love how he. His plan is to steal sausages. His plan makes no sense. I love it. It works. The ninth was sausage swiper, a shifty pilferer. He climbed up to the rafters and raided food from there. Sitting on a crossbeam in soot and in smoke, he fed himself on sausage fit for gentlefolk. So, so he hides he in is, the rafters. Yeah, to steal smoked sausages or sausages that yeah, are being like cooked while they're being cooked.、Mm-hmm. And like, there's no. I、like what is he? Does he have a really long arm? How is he getting these things? I don't think he was one of the taller ones. I don't know how getting in the rafters helps you, because like、uh, maybe these are older houses where the rafters are just like a beam and they just go up to the triangle part. Yeah, that's a possibility. That's what but I'm even, imagining, like even, even still,、ceiling. I feel like that doesn't help you get to the sausage any more easily. No, especially since I just picture these guys being really small. Yeah, and like I also picture them like. I, I don't know. Like, imagine like the most sickly kids you know. Like, one of the kids with like paper flesh and glass bones. I imagine them like walking yeah, into a, a starving to death. Oh, I imagine them like walking into the branch of a tree and it just goes through their arm and they're like, ah,、oh. and they like don't even feel it and then they just fall over and like a hip breaks. Like, they're not healthy boys. They're not. They're not very fast. You're catching these kids probably. You're probably kicking them out of your house all the time. And they're tiny, maybe. This next one is my least favorite. Um, I do like his name though, Lucky Gager. Lucky <laughs> Gager. He's the window peeper. <laughs> he's not. He's not like peeping on naughty things though. Not purposely, anyway. Yeah, he's just looking for things to steal. Yeah, he's, he's the window klepto. The tenth was window peeper, a weird little twit who stepped up to the window and stole a peek through it. And whatever was inside to which his eye was drawn, he most likely attempted to take later on. The rhymes are getting better. Yeah, maybe he just wasn't very good at translating it. Maybe. And then as the poem goes on, they're like, "All right, we know what we're doing、oh, now." Oh, that it was a spoon liquor. I get it. That thing before I wrote about the main. I don't even know what that is, main. Oh, was that what I was writing? Was I just trying to like do a thing? So he just steals things. He's、yes. just. He's not peep. He's not a peeping Tom. The depiction of him is he's holding like um. What are what are they the the shutters? Yeah, he's holding a thing of like shutters that that are like the size of his body, and he's like, got these like big like blue eyes that are like popping out, and he's just like looking around like,、mm, anything I can steal, like as though he took them to like pretend like he was shutters, as if you were like, yeah, those are the shutters that are on the inside of my house. And with him, we're all the way to the twenty first of December, so we're getting close to Christmas. Christmas, no falling down. Christmas and there's boys all around. Good, that's a good one. Christmas, gonna steal all your stuff. <laughs> um, next is the gotta prefer. Uh, <laughs> gotta prefer. That's like a that's like a quick way to say like I gotta I gotta fart. <laughs> Got a blooper, and then you like get out of there. Like you, I would, I imagine Sonic the Hedgehog saying that, disappearing, and there's a cloud of smoke in his shape behind him, and you're like, oh god. <laughs> like what did you say? Oh yeah. <laughs> For some reason, his smoke cloud is green. And you're like, oh no, what is this? A terrible cartoon. 
Well, he is the doorway sniffer. Remember him? I don't remember him. I remember I read off. Or I looked at all. Of them. An ironic name for the kind of puffer guy. <laughs> Eleventh <laughs> was door sniffer, adultish lad, and gross. He never got a cold, yet had a huge, sensitive nose. He caught the scent of lace bread, which, while leagues away still, and ran toward it weightless as wind over dale and hill. Um, I hadn't even noticed that boy. What a, what a, what a, what a great one. So he is specifically looking for these um, certain types of... Uh, I clicked on it. These certain types of breads that are made for Christmas time in Iceland that are called Laufenbrau. He's the smartest one. They kind of look like tortillas. They're like really flat breads. Um, but they're supposed to be like a holiday treat. So he smells them with his abnormally large nose. Proboscis. He like he prefers proboscis. <laughs> so he's from the 22nd of December to the 4th of January. He's a real 21st century boy. And... We're on number 12 now. Ketro Croker. He's a weird one. It's uh, a gross name. He's the meat hook. Oh, I like him, actually. Meat hook. He, he's probably the smartest one. Probably. So he's called meat hook now. He's, like, I assume that he, like, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't picturing, like, I don't know what I was thinking when I read meat hook. But he uses a hook to steal. Yeah. Meat. Yeah, it's it's not like he has an arm that is a hook. Yeah, like he's not a he's not saying. a fisherman with one of those <laughs> really hook gross, hands. Like he's just like he's just a little gross guy with probably pale skin and pimples, and he uses a, a hook to steal meat. I imagine sometimes he's probably depicted with like a little fishing rod, and he's fishing for fishing for some fresh meat out in the park. That's what that's what I like to call going on a date. Yeah. Looking for a date. Meat Hook, the twelfth one, his talent would display as soon as he arrived on St. Thorlax Day, which sounds like a Dr. Seuss <laughs> holiday. Thorlax. I don't know. Uh, is he the alien invader who's like <laughs> ant shaped and has a giant thorax? He snagged himself a morsel of meat of any sort, although his hook at times was a tiny bit short. Like insulting, or I think I think the hook is his penis, <laughs> and the meat is vagina. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I told you, he was looking for those dates. And he comes on the great. Uh, oh no, he doesn't come on Christmas Eve. He comes on the Eve of Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Eve. The last one shows up on Christmas Eve, and he is. Um, he's been voted like the favorite of the Yule lads. I guess they like voted by, on that, by Icelandic of, people. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Um, there was I'm, a I'm glad, popularity I'm glad that contest. It's, I'm glad that it's so popular there that that happened actually, because I, I do think that they're hilarious and adorable. So this is Curtis Snicker. He's the candle stealer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like him too. So he follows children in order to steal their candles, and that only makes sense because they used to be made out of tallow, which mm-hmm. was edible. Yeah. So he, he wanted to eat their candles. Yeah. He is also a very smart one. Yeah. But, look, I mean, I guess every kid has a candle and you can just steal from every kid. I don't know. But 
The thirteenth was Candlebeggar. Twas cold, I believe, if he was not the last of the lot on Christmas Eve. He trailed after the little ones, who, like little happy sprites, ran about the farm with their fine tallow lights. Delicious tallow You just wait for them to run around with candles. Get them. Just looking for boys with candles. Or girls. Just anyone with candles, really? Just, just anyone under, uh, I don't know, let's just throw out a number. Uh, 13. <laughs> just keep them under that age. So the fun thing about these guys is that... So, I mean, these two parents would tell the stories, kind of like mm-hmm. the Krampus stories, that oh, were just horrifying. Even, even less so, even to, to a certain extent, they're also told just as, like, or you'll just get cold, because Santa's watching you all year. Well, but these ones are, like, really vicious. Like, it got to the Sometimes. point where, like, the kids were afraid to go out during the 13 days because they thought that Grilla and all of their children were going yeah. to eat them. It, it depends on where... You are though. That's why the there's so much. That that's why the 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 new canon like that like people follow like recently it became this because before again it was like sometimes there was a bunch of them, sometimes there was only a few of them, sometimes they were tiny torsoless little guys, sometimes they ate people, sometimes they just put potatoes in your face. But my point is that uh-huh. by 1746, all of the stories of them that were told to scare children were like outlawed. <laughs> to be told by parents because it scared the children too much. Oh, wow. And after that, the stories were switched to her children going out 13 days before Christmas to spread joy instead um, of fear. I don't know if that's joy. No, this wasn't the joy. Oh, okay. Yeah. They changed it and then they changed it back, I guess. Uh, that was like their, like, uh, like Germany can't talk about like Nazis. So it, it's probably like their Hitler. <laughs> is that a is that a bit of a is that a leap? It's a, a leap. tiny bit of a leap. It's definitely a leap. I, I think, think Hitler would be terrifying to hear about as a child. Um, but they changed the story to the boys uh, would go into town wearing red and white and place gifts in the shoes of children who left them on the windowsill. Um, good kids got a small toy and bad kids got a rotten potato. Yay, potatoes. Yeah. And you could take that potato to your least favorite teacher and throw it at him. That wasn't... They didn't encourage that. He has a bad boy. That's what I would do, and I would enjoy every second of it. I saw a picture recently of a Christmas miracle. It was somebody left a potato in a gross cabinet, and, like, he didn't... He just, like, left it in there so long that it sprouted and it grew, like, a Christmas tree out of it. Yeah. It was gross looking. It was very gross. Oh, there's also a fun, um... <laughs> I wanted to read an article about it, but then I clicked on it and it was, like, literally, like, two sentences. The yeah. article says... That's, by the way, every article about them. There's very short... That's why I was trying to find the actual story. the same information, just yeah. over and over. But this one said, Grilla is alive and well in the mountains eating human sushi. And I was like, heck yes. Tight. Clicked on it. It's just some, like, like I can probably just read you the whole article. Uh, not plagiarism, <laughs> though. Um, parody. Yeah, Do it in a funny voice. I won't read the whole thing. So it talks funny about... A professor, professor of ethnology, Terry Gull, at the University of Iceland, and he held a lecture on Grilla at the National Library and spoke about uh, her relatives in Scandinavia, Ireland, Germany, Austria, and elsewhere. Um, 
He said that in older times in Iceland, people used to travel around the countryside wearing costumes so they wouldn't be recognized that covered both face and hands. Um, most That's of not these terrifying, were a bunch of people walking around for like alcohol that. and food. And this could somehow have sparked the folklore of Gorilla. So he didn't mean like Gorilla's like actually alive and well eating human sushi, but that like she was just a person. No. That's that like started It makes it sound folklore. to me like there is a cannibalistic like serial killer walking the countryside in, the in yeah. Iceland. That's what I wanted. And I clicked on it, and I was like, it's just some dumb guy. It looks like freaking, like, Tim Burton or something. Would you imagine how great the headline would mask. be if that was about that, like, in Iceland? Also, again, uh, I hate to talk about this every anytime it's brought up because it happens all the time. But, man, have I been thinking of Iceland as this, like, snowy place. And, like, no, it's the, it's the very happy countryside that's green everywhere. And I just realized that after, like, all of my research right now that I'm like, wow, I've been thinking about it entirely wrong. Really? <laughs> because I've, I've re- you, the naming is so, like, imperfect. Yeah. And it's not like, who knows, maybe during winter they do get snowy. I think it wasn't in a ploy. They wanted people to go to Greenland. Yeah, and they were trying to get people not to go to Iceland because they were, they, they were like filling up with, like, was it just like refugees or was it just people in general were emigrating there? I don't remember. But yeah, I heard there's a, something like that. Yes, that was one of the reasons. It's like the earliest form of false advertising. Yeah, that lasted so long that it still permeates our culture. Um, mm. I think that is that all you have for the Yulads and Gorilla and her husband and their cat? That's about all I have. Um, I just uh, want to draw the picture of a, a gorilla over a, a giant cauldron stirring up some children as uh, her husband Chuck Sistashevlov, uh sits on the couch uh, watching Friends being like, so when's that going to be done, honey? As a bunch of little mischievous bastards run around the house, yeah, which is a cave by a lava field. Yeah. Um, and their giant cat curls up at his feet. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was... I didn't write it down. I feel like there was even another animal, but I don't remember if that just... I know I, I heard, like, it wasn't related, but there was another, like, spooky cat like that. Or it was just, like, from a different country that was the same exact thing. But that's all I got other than that, I think. So, I have my segment um, this week on Hexy Witches. Which, um, uh, uh, name subject to change. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, Vincent, were you gonna write me a theme song for this one, oh, too? Oh, <laughs> um, I feel like yours is maybe a little bit more jazzy. Uh-huh. This is like, but don't, 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 but don't, 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 no, hexy witches. And then there might be like a, there might be a, like a, like one of the, um, uh, like the, I I I feel like I'm racist because this is the only way I can see it because this is how it was in Hercules. But like the sassy black choir of the women who like say it in the background uh-huh. and like they do the shake their head thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm not racist. It's just that I always picture the women from Hercules. Yeah. Uh, who are like in the in like the art and stuff uh-huh. and sculptures. I was thinking more of like a like a Fleetwood Mac vibe, but that's fine. Oh. Well, they were just, they just like sang that one part. Oh, okay. And then I'm also even hearing like a, like a, a flash, um, like, ah, like as well. No. 
Nur Wunsch. Nur Wunsch. Nein. So, this week, I don't have a real witch for you guys, but I looked up Christmas witch and this one was very popular, so I decided to go with her. She's kind of fun and sweet and more of a Santa than is, like is she Willow. Hexy? No. Well, she's I an, would not. She's an old hag. I wouldn't be attracted to her. No. I feel like you need to rework the name of like <laughs> to like to like um Haggy Witch. Haggy Witches <laughs> would be good. Yeah. To just to like give the, just to give the real fans like a t- like uh like they'll have an idea of what's coming. Based on the title yeah. you come in with. You're right. I'll, I'll have one for each. Mm-hmm. So she's an old woman from Italian folklore that visit, visits children on Epiphany Eve, which is mm-hmm. the night of January 5th. Okay. That answered my question. It's um, a special, I think it's a Christian or Catholic thing. So there's some sort of celebration on that day that's Catholic or Christian. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Most likely both even. Yeah. And she fills socks with candy um, and brings presents for the good kids. And she gives cold to the bad kids. And she's what's, very what's, much like what's Santa. What's wrong with being jerks to bad kids once a year? Everyone just be a jerk to a bad kid near yeah. Christmas. Just be like, hey, I got you a gift. It's called nothing. I hope you feel bad about everything you've done. Go, I'm going to pretend to be nice to you now for the rest of the year. Um, I believe it was my Uncle Mark. Actually got coal for Christmas one oh, year. No. Like they literally gave them coal for That's Christmas. That's very upsetting. I'm pretty sure we can ask um, on Tuesday when we're uh, back let's at get work. Some, let's get some proof of that <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> it's also said that, oh, did I say her name was Bafana? La Bafana. And she's not attractive? No. I know she sounds attractive, doesn't she? No. Uh, it she's said a that hexy she would... Christmas witch named La Bafana. <laughs> It said that before she leaves your house, after she leaves the gifts, um, she sweeps the floor because she's a really good housekeeper. That's like her deal. That's like all of the origins of her story come from there her being a housekeeper. There goes all her attractiveness. I don't. I don't she really. She made a good wife, Vincent. I don't she really equate sweeping the floor to being attractive. <laughs> unfortunately, not that you can't be good at that and attractive. I'm just saying, ladies, get out there, be a scientist or something. That's tight. But the sweeping of the floor is seen as like. A symbolism for her sweeping away the problems from the year. So it's like a new start in the beginning of the year. And just like the milk and cookies, families leave out a small glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course. They're Italian. (laughs) I'm not even thinking Italian. I'm just thinking like any mom who comes and sweeps the house for you is just like, I'll just have, I can just have like one glass of red wine and I. Maybe three. I don't know. It just depends. Well, and like the kids are leaving out milk and you're like, oh, what if we left out something that mom wanted to drink? <laughs> uh, I don't know how much how much milk Santa wants to drink. I want to know how much milk is wasted on Christmas nights. Oh, it's tons. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, and Santa drinks whatever is your favorite color of water with food coloring in it. Because <laughs> then you get to, fun. like, make our colors. Yeah. Or we can make, like, milkshakes for Santa instead. That's, that's so extra bad. It's milkshakes. just as bad. Yeah, but then you want to drink it. I just want, I don't want to just drink, like, a glass of milk that's probably warm by the time the kids actually go to bed. Well, the, you, you don't drink the whole thing. You just take, like, a sip so it's noticeably down, and you take one bite. Look, I'm going to be upset if Santa didn't drink my whole glass of milk. Like, what was wrong with it that he didn't drink the whole thing? Well, he he had better to finish drink, it. He had to drink one in every house. He's fine. He also was lactose intolerant. <laughs> 
Are you giving him dairy-free milk? Okay. Well, along with the glass of wine, you also leave out some bits of food, and it's usually something like local or regional. Oh, that's so, kind of cool. Yeah, we that's can give cool her just a tri tip sandwich and some strawberries. I mean, yeah, that's, still, that's, that's tight. Yeah. I just think that it's cool to, uh, at the same time of uh, promoting like a, a Santa Claus type figure, to be like, oh, uh, also like support your local businesses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like clearly, some like guy at the at the head of the town is like, this is what we gotta do to get businesses up, and he was a genius. Um, so she's portrayed as a hag riding a broomstick with a black shawl, and she's always covered in soot because she enters the houses through chimneys and carries a big bag with gifts. She's literally Santa Claus. She's Santa. She's a lady Santa Claus. Yeah. So they call her the Christmas witch because it's so close to Christmas, and she's so much like Santa and brings everybody presents. And they so. all want to burn her at the stake. Um. Is that not? No. That's what you do to witches, though. Not this one. This one's well, sometimes. One. Sometimes you tie them to a chair and you throw them off of a cliff into the ocean, and that's just a test to see if they're a lady, they'll die. But if they're a witch, they'll just fly away. And then, and then you know you lose either way. So well, no, then you know that it's a witch, though. Then you can really start the hunt. Mm. Same with like burning them, kind of. Well, it's also said that um, if. You see La Bufana, she'll whack you on the head with her broomstick because she doesn't want to be seen. Oh. And that's probably, like, a way of keeping your kids in bed. Yeah. You know, like, there's no, like, oh, if you see Santa, he doesn't give you the gifts. Yeah, you still get the fucking gifts because yeah. they're wrapped up and you can't see so them. So why not sneak out and try to see Santa? There's, but, like, there's literally a point to be made that some parents, like, dress up as Santa every year so that if their kids... kids don't yeah, Could you imagine your kids coming down and they see Santa Claus? Yeah. And then you know, ten years later, you're like, "That was your, that was, that was your uncle Keith." And <laughs> Santa like, always wrote oh, me a letter God. about my year and how good I was doing in school and stuff. Um, and I didn't notice for a really long time that it, like, if it was my mom's handwriting, I would have noticed, right? Mm -hmm. But my dad always writes in all capital letters because of his training. Like that's what you're supposed to do on reports and things. Mm -hmm. So I would never see his regular handwriting. And my dad either writes in all capitals or in beautiful, perfect cursive. Oh wow! So. Santa would always write in cursive. My dad would always write in capital letters, and then I just know my mom's really messy handwriting. So I never noticed that Santa's handwriting was my dad's until I grew up, and then I was like, oh. Um, I would like <laughs> uh, to do the same thing where I'll write it with my left hand, so they just think that Santa Claus is so old, <laughs> like, and he's got like, shaky hands because of the cold. And, Santa's got Parkinson's. And then slowly, year by year... I just become ambidextrous. That'd be good, yeah. Be like, Santa's getting better. Yeah, wow. He's learning? <laughs> He's learning. Um, she's got a few different origin stories. Uh, the first Christian legend says that she was approached she's by... She's a Christian witch? Yeah. It's weird. This is very strange. Um, well, that's why they think that because of... They think that her name derives from the Feast of Epiphany... Um, because, like, the Greek or Latin word is epiphania, and that's close to la Befana. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is that epiphania, close at all? Epiphania, la Befana has the same ending. Sure. So they think that it's, like, a bad translation of epiphania. Maybe if, like, the letters look close enough. I don't think that that would... <sighs> well, this is, these are the experts, Vincent, so... Um, Self-proclaimed, I'm sure. So they think that she's like, they think that she's like a lot older 
than that. Um, and that, like most things, the Christians folklore, like they just went, no, and she's Christian. And then they yeah. jammed it into her story. So we don't really have like the original tellings of why she does what she does, but these are the Christian explanations. Mm-hmm. So they say that she was approached by the three wise men, like the three wise men, <laughs> on their way to Jesus. Obviously, because how else do you become a witch who gives gifts to kids? Yeah. And uh, they were like looking for a place to stay for the night or something on their journey. And she was such a good housekeeper that she was like, why don't you stay with me? And they were like, okay. So they had a great time staying with her and they really liked her company. So they were like, why don't you come with us to meet baby Jesus? And she was like, that sounds really great. But I wish she was like, you gross. I have to deal with a lot of things. The last thing I want is a child being born. Yeah. Um, but she did. She was like, I'm too busy with all of my actually just housekeeping duties uh-huh. that I need to do. So I can't go with you. And they were like, oh, shucks, that's too bad. So they left. And then she like immediately changed her mind. And they were like, you dare defy a man <laughs> in this age? Uh, I'm guessing she was living alone, too, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, that's not true. And uh, so she changed her mind later and she like tried to go find the wise men and was like, like wanted to join them on their way to Jesus and I don't think she knew how to get there so she was searching for them for a long time and they say that now she is still searching every house for the little baby Jesus and she leaves like presents for all the kids as she goes along and one of these years she's gonna find Jesus and then we'll know because she'll stop giving presents yeah she'll just be like hey Jesus what's up and then she'll go home I guess I guess well in the other Christian legend the second option she does find Jesus. She was just an ordinary woman who had a child that she loved very much, but the child died, and her grief was so bad that it maddened her. And when she heard about Jesus, she sought him out because she was so confused that she thought that Jesus was her son that she had lost. Um, so she thought that Jesus was her son, so she sought out Jesus, and she found him, and she gave him gifts. And he was so delighted that he made her the mother of all children in Italy. So that's why she goes around and gives that's all fun. the Italian children gifts. That's cool. That's kind of sweet. So she mainly started her story in, like, one region of Italy, um, where they do a lot of festivals for her now during, like, Christmas time. Um, I was wondering how, like, well-known she is or how often she's celebrated. It's uh, Urbania is thought to be her official home, um, but the regions of the Marches, Umbria, and Latium uh, mm. are, like, very popular with her, so they do a lot of... Um, different traditions like they um they put like coal in the kids stockings which is really just like a rock candy that's made with like a black caramel coloring so parents give their kids coal from Mm -hmm. her but it's actually just sweets they make the uh you go to the dollar tree you can get uh, coal for one dollar and it's a little baggie of chocolates a lot like um chocolate coins same exact thing it's just wrapped in tinfoil um, but they have a lot of festivals and fun things that have to do with her. I guess she's really, really popular in Italy, so I've never heard of her before, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, I don't know at all. Definitely never heard of a good witch in anything Christian or Catholic. Yeah, I thought she was kind of fun. Pretty good cool. little story. That's all I have. She had almost a bigger sex- segment than Grilla. Yeah. Um, 
when I first found her, I was like, maybe I shouldn't do her. Maybe we should talk about her for our next Christmas episode. But then there wasn't too much about her. And I was like, eh, okay. Who knows? For Christmas, we can just we can just do something even spookier. Just a real spook. If you guys have ideas for Christmas-themed episodes, let us know. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to do Krampus just because everyone knows so much about Krampus already. We can do Krampus like later also. Yeah, so... Um, if you guys have ideas besides Krampus, doing like a snow yeti wouldn't be bad. Maybe like a sassy quatch. Yeah. I know oh, someone we who did that like one. That. Um, so, I hope you guys are having a good holiday season so far, getting all your presents bought, and mm-hmm. I've been crafting a bunch, so. Ordering a bunch of stuff off of Amazon. So, um, thank you guys for joining us. And for staying tuned for so long. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You guys are starting to follow on Instagram and Twitter and all those places, and it's fun to see you. So, um, keep it up. Our Instagram is Horrors and Hexes Podcast. Twitter is at Horrors and Hexes. We're on Facebook. You listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And email those suggestions to us or DM us on Instagram or however you want to do it. If you want to email, it's horrorsandhexes at gmail.com. Or just like ship us a gift with your idea. Like ship it to the the email address. I think it'll work. Yeah, I don't see why not. It says mail. Or you could just like send us like a $500 bill in the mail with your idea. And then like that, we would just do exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That. it's advertising pretty much. Yeah. So thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you. you right before Christmas. Merry holidays. Yeah. Bye. Bye.